0: And welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I am joined by three members of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Hello. I have Scott. Hey. And I have Todd. Hello. And uh, Todd, we're going to roll straight for the news there.
1: Sure. So there was a uh, pretty good fire the other morning um, uh, in the city just north of us here. So they had uh, the Penticton Toyota dealership go up. Looks like the shop area then it spread to everywhere else. Um, but they're looking at their early videos and photos that were on the media and all the socials. It was pretty rocking when the, when the crews arrived, mm. um, and they've confirmed it was arson and they've got two people in custody from it. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was going pretty good.
0: Didn't the, didn't the smart people take pictures of themselves with the
1: One of the rumor has it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, apparently the police actually were able to track the people down pretty quickly. Good. Good. Mm. Yeah, we were looking at a bunch of the photos there and videos, and yeah, it was typical kind of flat roof shop. Um, Yeah, it was rocking pretty good through the uh, through the roof already, yeah. and around the the shop doors. And I mean, just picture your local shop like the amount of stuff in there, and the, and how many cars. Oh, the fuel are loads are gonna be the crazy. Fuel loads, God. You're gonna have yeah.
2: all of your compressed gases in there, all yeah. of your stored flammables <laughs> and stuff. Yeah.
3: Were you you were on here when we had the big shop fire down below, right? In Sando. Yeah. Which one, like the scrapyard? Or? Yeah, when the scrapyard went up?
1: Uh, I was, but
3: I missed it. I was a working van. Oh. Yeah, Yeah, there's, I remember the uh, oxy-settling blew through the roof. Mm. And uh, I think we have a picture somewhere of, <laughs> it looks like a shooting star coming out of the top of the roof. <laughs> and I every time someone blow up, we'd all be like, woo! Because there's nothing else we could do. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like we're launching water at it from quite a distance, just making sure the rest of the vehicles didn't go up. Sure thing.
2: Yeah, I, I think that was kind of like once they got on scene there. Um, all of these tend to happen at the early hours of the morning mm. for, for one, nobody seems to arson at three thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so things get a chance to, to, you know, build and, and such prior to the first truck arrival. Uh, so it was very, very defensive. It looked like, and, um, yeah, luckily for the business, it was actually there. They had just opened a new portion, so they're not out completely but it was their repair facility uh, I think there was a bit of a body shop there uh, there was mm-hmm. you know uh, customer vehicles were in there and yeah, my all friend, their storage <laughs> my, one
3: of my friends was telling me he's for like three years there was something wrong with his car <laughs> and that like day before mm-hmm. he that was when he brought it in <laughs> Oh, no, so It's oh, really? not there anymore It's now a <laughs> hunk of rubble But wow. I was thinking like Issue something? Yeah I was thinking like Toyota would <laughs> be like solved, Toyota exactly. should be easily be like Here you go <laughs> Yeah I don't know It would be pretty easy For them to just mm-hmm. Write one off And give it to All the customers That lost a car Sure and, Yeah <laughs> Here's my clapped out camera You got a
2: brand new one yeah. <laughs> A brand new car <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, didn't the, uh, didn't the bar boys get some action? They did. We, we've seen some pretty good, uh, uh, shots that were taken. Um, and we, we've kind of coined it.
3: What, yeah. What Scott one, says. the, the that, Adams Family home. It's
2: the Adams Family home. It looks very much like
3: the Adams Family house. Yeah. yeah cousin Thing or hitch or whatever. Cousin, no. Cousin it. it. Cousin It. Thing. And they Thing. the hand. That's right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it looks like really good good work. There was uh, a couple departments on on scene. Um, I don't know how extensive the, the damage was, but they were, looked yeah. pretty extensive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very old I mean, home, like, and
3: it's like built in the eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like, have have nothing homes around like here. Like when we say old home around here, it's like nineteen sixty. Yeah. yeah, like down there, it's like no, that's actually like yeah. that's older than our country.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're down in York. Maine, is yeah that right yeah yeah so i saw there it looks like that ladder uh, pile of engines tender support i think mm-hmm. as well and yeah pretty pretty good uh videos and pictures though you see a couple of pictures uh nick there he was climbing out of the truck <sighs> throwing his pack on he had a fucking smile ear to ear for yeah, sure <laughs> yeah that was good to see hate to see it love to see it yeah yeah
0: <laughs> it's always one of those mm-hmm. speaking of stretch of fires that's what we're going to talk about this evening so we're going to talk about um, the approach some uh, some of the kind of base methodologies and things that we go through and the process that our officers tend to think about when they're approaching and as well the firefighters in the back um, whenever we're coming up to different types of fires but we're going to start with structure fires so uh, whoever wants to take it first we're going to start with officer in the seat Pulling up and
3: doing that. What, a, one officer so. in the city doing that first because even before that we have one
1: yeah. usually the duty officer goes. Yeah. Good, cool. All right, let's well, start. officer. let back that up even further. The is... horses. The <laughs> 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 So like when you're in town. Take
0: like a selfie. <laughs> uh, I'm going to
1: put we're we're gasoline we're here. Like, right? oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> you're welcome for noticing those five <laughs> in early for That's you guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say mostly when when the tones go off and they tell you, okay, hey, I've got a, a structure fire, this is the address. So, right away, <laughs> what I do, and I'm pretty sure you guys do as well, is I start picturing the address where it is, if I know it, and then auto- automatically I'm building a visual in my head. That's right. And even more so as you're getting that information on your way to the hall, and then as soon as you're in that truck, mm-hmm. you know. Just as we're rolling, I'm already picturing the address. Okay, where's the hydrant? What crew do I have? Now, what am I hearing for comms? If if the size up isn't there yet, we're already having a little bit of a discussion in the in the truck, as far as okay, who's going to stretch what line? Uh, we're going to start with the uh, the side pre connects, um, unless we got some distance, and we'll be grabbing maybe the two and a half blitz line or, or something off the rear, um, and then roles and responsibilities, right? Mm-hmm. So generally, for me, I think it feels we kind of start that process of assessment there yeah I think that's kind of key um, if you're
2: talking truck officer and truck crew um, you're making a plan before you hear the size up anyway um, and the plan can be as vague as yeah. and again like, like we're really lucky here where, where we have a really good trained crew I think which definitely helps us as officers where we don't have to give a ton of direction um, so our main concerns are do we have another engine coming behind us or is it going to be uh, tender support? Um, <coughs> if we don't have that that you know, second engine coming, um, are we going to be uh, hitting the hydrant? Yeah. So that's one of the first things that you have to kind of really be worried about. If you don't have the assistance coming quickly, uh, what is our uh, water supply going to be? Yeah. Uh, so are we going to send somebody out of the back for, for that? So, that's a quick, like, hey, I need somebody to, to grab the hydrant, and then I need two of you guys on a uh, fire attack. And that's generally, for me, about as in-depth that we go prior to arrival, because so much can happen from the hall to the highway to the yeah, structure. Yeah. Like, you can make three plans, <clears throat> and none of them are what actually happens when the boots hit, hit the ground.
1: Yeah, and that moment is so fluid, like you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if... If you're responding and you're thinking okay we're sounds like we're gonna be first truck uh, or well for me I should say because mm-hmm. we run two halls sometimes okay it sounds like we're gonna be the first arriving engine okay we're gonna get water out first if the hydrants right there we'll task something to get it. if not the second trucks gonna tag that hydrant right mm-hmm. um, but then again like you just said well we're gonna have that <laughs> little game plan but a lot of the times our duty officer will be arriving moments before us and giving that size up and then that might switch right away mm-hmm. like the tactics are generally the same but sure just the priorities right until that 360 gets done
0: yeah so let's let's uh now we we, we understand the page has gone off we're already thinking all of us as, as we're going depending on you know where we're at whether we're an officer whether we're the first responding officer the duty officer or even if we're a firefighter we're all having those thoughts and you know, trying to picture the scene of of what we may be going to. Also, looking out for any smoke in the general areas we're kind well, of going to. And I think
3: we hear uh, if it's numerous reports. As soon as you hear numerous reports, you're like it's on. Yeah, and yeah. you hear like yeah. oh, we've had one call on this. You're like mm. yeah, you're <laughs> not seeing anything <laughs> it's obvious, right? But as soon as you hear numerous reports, and then you then I, I, where I live, yeah. I, I'm uh, I'm. High pointness in the town, so every time I come over the hill, I'm like, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> and same. a lot of times I'll grab the radio because I know other guys are in low points, mm-hmm. so I'll usually grab the radio and be like, yeah, I can see it's working fire, like because I yeah. can see it across the valley or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. A few of us are really good at that. Like you have your your side of the valley. Yeah, you have yours, I've yeah. got mine, which I can see over the edge. Yeah. Um. So like we pretty much have that uh, elevated view. As we're on our way mm-hmm. so if, if we're not the uh, duty officer or whatever at, at least giving that you know size up of hey yeah I've got heavy smoke heavy exactly. or, you know I, I can see visible flame or we have heavy smoke
1: yeah. yeah and I think that ties into you know as you're arriving too it's what we talked in the past about kind of that windshield survey right like you know so we've already have a, a somewhat of a game plan in the truck mm-hmm. you know we're listening to the calls we're mentally preparing ourselves for what we're gonna be doing you know building that plan And as a truck officer, you know, you're kind of listening to that scene size up. Okay. What's, what's the scene size up? What am I, am I going to be uh, switching priorities quickly to maybe the the two and a half instead? Mm -hmm. Um, But then as we're arriving, I'm looking at like, I want the driver to be looking at where to park. I'm not telling him where to park. That's Mm -hmm. their job. I'm not micromanaging. So they need to be looking for wires and positioning and hydrants as they pull up. I'll glance for hydrants and stuff as well, but I'm looking at the smoke. I'm looking at the access egress, things like that, Mm -hmm. while I'm still in that seat. Because part of that scene size up is IC does it, but we as individuals have to constantly be doing that as well. So I'm going to be looking at the smoke, the color, the velocity, like what's it doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So let's, let's let's hop. So we've had the pager. We've all had that. And then let's move now into... Uh, again, just because we always send our uh, our duty officer first. So there's always eh, nine times, like 9.9 times out of 10, there is one of our guys on scene prior to any other engine arriving. So let's talk through that process as, as an arriving officer first on scene.
3: Yeah, that part kind of sucks for a while because you're like, you show up and you're like... <laughs> right, I guess I'm the only one here. That's <laughs> <And> a fire. <laughs> yeah, it's a fire. And people are, I remember some, people are knocking on your window. <laughs> you're like, okay, just, uh, yeah, just give me a minute. Yeah. Like, because you, know. you're calling, you're on scene, then you're trying to like gather your thoughts because you're looking, you're doing your windshield survey, but people are running around. Mm-hmm. They're expecting you to put it out. I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I'm in a truck that is like, even if I had a bush truck, like, it, would have, it was like, nothing, nothing I'm doing here is going to yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm literally like, I'm here to do this, a certain task, right? Um, and then it always feels like forever because the engines are coming, right? You know, you know they're coming, but you're also trying to like, piece everything together. So
1: that few minutes feels like a lifetime. Yeah, for sure it does. Yeah, and I
3: usually I try to well, as I'm driving there, I'm thinking like what of my like what are my priorities. Yeah. Um, I'll tr- I'll try to get like, police, ambulance, like the big the big the big three because mm-hmm. you got police, ambulance, and utilities coming, yeah. right? Um, so those are the like to me those are the big three, but our dispatch is really good lately i think they just run them like they're usually just coming right um but just kind of double check um and then when you hit the when you get to the the fire itself you actually then you're like thinking where where am i parking because i have to think okay there's an apparatus coming i don't want to park like in the way of the apparatus so where (laughs) is it going to park so i'm going to pull past it usually um then i start looking for hydrants don't park in front of the hydrant (laughs) didn't someone do that Oh, you did
1: that? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That was when I was in my personal truck. I called in yeah, that yeah. far. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at, cause that went through my mind. I was like, "Hey, okay, I'm not going to park in the hide." I'm looking around, looking around. Didn't see anything. Park, get out of the truck, start looking. As I'm walking back to the truck, because I heard the engine coming, I was like, "Fuck!" I'm right in front of the hike. <laughs> and sure enough, they nosed up right in my bumper. I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs>
3: Um, so yeah, so you gotta make sure you're not, you're not near the hydrant, and, or if you don't see a hydrant at all, and, and you kind of know, like, in, in my head, as soon or... as I you know, yeah, it's like part of that, where you're driving out there, you kind of know, um, if you're in town or if you're not in town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you're also like, because out of town, there are still hydrants around. So are you near one of those points where there's a hydrant? Yeah.
1: Because
3: yeah. that makes a difference on what, what, what's coming from the, from sure. the, from the hall.
1: But even that, that's a pain in the I find that's more of a pain in the ass, because... Then it's like, Kate, hey, are to we ju- close enough to do a stretch? Yeah, because you're, you're judging. Or yeah. is that too far for an entire hose bed? Absolutely. Yeah, You know, so now are we going to delay, potentially delay and have another truck and yeah. relay pump, or are you just going to run tenders?
3: Mm-hmm. And I think most of the time it's like anything in the rural, we're just running tenders. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah, it's very rare we, unless the hydrant's really close, where we stretch yeah. a line super far. Yeah. Um,
2: Like, even that last structure fire in the industrial park, it was was every length but one. Yeah. And when you look at that, like, from (coughs) a distance, you're like, yeah, that's a very layable line. Yeah. But now, like, that... So, for me, that'll stick in my mind. Like, that is... Mm -hmm. Like, that's a lengthy driveway, is all Mm -hmm. it was. It was across the street and a lengthy driveway. And you have that, like, in the rule, you have that a lot. So, it's still... Like yeah, that more, could have, in a world, that could
3: be a split lay. For sure. Yeah.
2: Right. So knowing that, like that is a really good um like snapshot that now I can carry with me knowing like that that's mm-hmm. that's a perfect split, you know, split lay or something. Um But yeah, I mean there's there's a, a ton of things that are rolling through through your mind. Like Scott says, we definitely like you know, myself as well, I try to slow myself down. Yeah. So when I'm getting on scene, like it's it's so hard not to like fly out the door and start doing your 360 and other size ups like you know what i can do so much sitting in the truck before i even get out it doesn't matter what kind of hecticness is you know going on around me let's take those few extra seconds and you know you kind of get yourself composed as well and then you get out so like once once you've um you know, part you have a look around, you're looking for those hydrants, you're looking for overhead power lines. Um, you're taking a look at like what's actually happening with the structure from what you yeah. can see from mm-hmm. from the Alpha. Okay, so now I, I can see like what kind of app- apparatus we, we want to commit to this. Like, hey, is it a working fire? Is it, uh, you know, room of contents that, you know, might hopefully not spread huge? Is it already self venting? Like these are some, some of the things that we want to get across the air pretty early um, and then you can start to advance to you know now I can walk around the back side of the house and find like some of those larger uh, propane tanks that, that might might yeah. be an exposure point right
3: I think there's only been two times in my whole time doing anything where I've actually been able to do a whole 360 because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're like oh you gotta do 360 well like a number of times I come around I'm like <laughs> Just fucking fires rocking I'm like I'm not doing a 360 and there's a fence there and yep. or there's like a yeah. fucking the smoke's blowing so you're like I'm not going in there and so it's like nope but that's uh, I got like way.
1: a I got like a half of 360 cool. <laughs> like but like that's but yeah. that's totally the name, the name of, the, of the, yeah. the game right yeah. like yeah. you know so as we arrive as first officer you know whether it's duty officer or the are in jump you know part of that instant commander role is to try and get that 360 but yeah. if you can only get partial that's all you got for now yeah. but you're still going to complete it <laughs> Either once the resources arrive, yep. then you can have a chance to do it, or you can task another officer or a safety officer yeah. or whoever, right? To go, hey, I'm finished the three sixty and you go check that Charlie Delta side or whatever, right? yeah,
3: but, yeah I mean eventually but, it's gonna get done. But yeah. Yeah. I know they're always Oh you are your three sixty as soon as you get there, it's like, mm. Yeah, I know <laughs> it's very what, rare when I get a whole rare. rare. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think the big thing is like you were saying, Ash, it's and all these things are happening within a split second. Like sure you're sitting are. there, you're looking, okay, is it event limited? Is it, you know, through a window or through a roof or self venting? Cause that's going to change a lot of our tactics. Yeah. So what we'll do, uh, and, and our size up have, has improved a lot the past kind of two years. Like we didn't have the best size up for a long time, but now all the officers, we've all gone through a lot of the ESM, a lot more officer development stuff. And so we'll do the same. We'll roll up, we'll say, okay, yeah, I'm on scene establishing whatever street command. Um, you know, I've got this type of a building, approximately this size. This is, this is what's showing, um, and you know, I want first arriving truck, whatever on the alpha side. And if you think of it, depending on your layout and resources, you may need to say a staging area for the other engines, so you don't get all boxed up. Um, Sometimes that gets missed a little bit until moments afterwards, and then we'll announce, okay, yeah, we're going to be, if you have the opportunity, okay, I'll be attempting at 360 at this point. Um, But we try and get all that out within that first you know, thirty seconds. But what in our town I noticed, just as our duty officers are saying that, our next engine or our first engine is arriving instantly. So mm-hmm. you're not really getting that 360 done immediately. Yeah. I think my
3: priority is always: uh, Are we are we going in, or are we not going in? Like is yeah, like yeah, and that's part of it, right? right? Like is that's usually hey, like yeah,
1: we're going. Offensive I think it's usually defensive.
3: yeah, we're, we're yeah, we always like we're we're pushing it on this one, or mm-hmm. I think most of them we are, but yeah. <laughs> Because we're, we're finally getting away from saying it's fully involved.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's it's heavily involved. Like a, <clears throat> yeah. a major. Like that part of the day was fully mom. involved. That was going only and I And actually yeah. I said it to the guys in the back, I'm like, this is fully involved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you could see everything burning, there's only <laughs> yes. one. And actually it actually wasn't even technically fully involved. It was like 95% involved. Yeah. Because one, one window hadn't blown out yet. <laughs> 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 so I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is fully involved. <laughs> everything else we went through in the last. Year, yeah, as being not fully involved, yeah, for
1: sure. <laughs> other than other shed that was on fire that one time, yeah. which same area, yes, mm. yeah, mm. but that's that's key in our scene size up is when you're arriving, it is calling over the air what you're doing, like hey, yeah, we're making a push through on the yeah. alpha side, uh, or hey, we're going interior, or, hey, we're going offensive. Um, and then that's going to set the mindset for that truck and the next truck because yeah. if if they don't know that yet, they, they're like we just said, we're having the discussion in the truck as a group mm-hmm. already. And now, hey, I just heard them say we're going offensive. Okay, now we know exactly the next steps to be doing in that truck. That's right. As a truck officer as well. So like, I know, like, because we
2: do both, you'll either be on, on a truck, you'll be the officer going direct. It's easy to remind or to ask as well. So like, Going back to that uh, like semi-hoarder house that we had, actually, that yeah. you started, or I mean that you were there. Um... <laughs> when I called it in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was nice of you to call it in. Um, there was reports that there was potentially people inside. Yeah, um, my husband was still inside in the right? basement when I was there. So that, that's what we were getting back um, over the radio. So like, I, I think you said that, and then <laughs> dispatch said it as well, um, and then you said, I believe, uh, okay. Yeah. The guy's out. So and I think that was I the same sp-
1: time as Rob, a duty officer when he pulled up. Yeah.
2: So Rob was getting there. So just to confirm. So I was on the first engine arriving and I was like, Rob, Ashley, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, uh, to confirm, um, occupants are out. Are we making a push? And he uh, relayed back, yeah, confirm occupants outside. Uh, we, are, we are still going to go in and make a push and make a search mm. uh, just to confirm that there was no other people inside. Great. So that being so short of a, a pull uh, from the hall to the fire, um, there's even less time for, for all of that information to happen. Yeah. So just a quick ask. So we know as a truck, what are we doing? Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely don't want it like what drives me mental is when somebody gets there and 30 seconds later, like, okay, what do we got? What are we doing? Ah, You need way more time than 30 seconds Mm. to get like that much of a plan. I don't want to wait three, four minutes, but like let the officer, whoever it might be, me, you, anybody to, to get there and actually get a bit of a plan. Like, all right, let's see what I have. And like that uh, report is coming. Like Mm. I know it's coming. So just allow a, a, a moment in time
1: on on that fire um i mean it felt like i had all the time in the world because i was sure. still on the phone with 911 um as you guys were still going to the hall so yeah. with that one i when she told me where he was i started trying to get a layout from her mm-hmm. I was like, okay where's the fire she started in the basement okay where's your stairs when you go in the front door yeah in to the left like, okay great where was your husband last seen oh he's down in the basement room mm-hmm. you know and then i ran and did a 360 and I closed the, the deck door and the upstairs door was wide open, so I actually closed those yeah. um, to try and reduce the of air that was going in. And uh, that's one thing we talk a lot about, too, practically like, if, as an IC or a truck officer, when you roll up, if you're not ready to put, make that push in right away mm-hmm. and that door's open, Control we'll, we'll pull, we'll pull yeah. the door closed, right? So that's another key thing to keep in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Talk to the old boy inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where is he? We'll He's be
0: been... there soon! Oh, close. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're coming, don't worry. Um, one of the other
0: things we also like to mention is uh, looking out for obviously cars in the driveway uh toys things like that so that you know like, time of day time of day you know is there maybe there's children inside if you see mm-hmm. toys there's probably kids you know yeah. if there's dog toys maybe there's some animals you're looking for right like mm-hmm. there's a there's those types of uh um, observations that you're trying to make too
1: mm-hmm. sure. from and that's part of everybody's kind of responsibility And that's when we come with building construction too right when we we look at these homes you look at the windows like Okay, well what's the typical window of a bedroom versus the smaller frosted one? Okay, what's well, probably gonna be a bathroom, right? right? Things like that. And that comes into into factor with that. Like you said, like, okay, is it the middle of the day and there's no cars in the driveway, or is it early morning and there's two cars in the driveway hmm. but nobody's outside? Yeah. That could so. change the plan drastically.
3: Um, I think the other big thing is that we push in our
1: guys I don't know what you guys do, but um
3: whether there's a plan or not, like because sometimes it's super fast yeah
1: mm-hmm.
3: and i think our guys are they're working they're doing something they're not like so, i've seen some departments where they like get off the truck and they wait and they wait and they wait for the plan to get organized and they wait for the perfect plan yeah but we're more like we'll pull up we will do something or what is it what is it iterative, is it, iterative or decision making basically small step decision making so we'll do something small whether it's just pull some hose and Absolutely. Get, your, get your lines charged and maybe do an exterior water application to something that's burning yep. until we come up with like, yeah, okay, we're going to push in this door. Um, mm-hmm. Because if we can't, I don't think we can formulate the whole plan. In no, that, no. Like you said, in that short of time, especially yeah. if it's like a quick pull from the hall. Mm-hmm. We just, the guys just go to work. Like they, yeah. they know, they're not going to be like, oh, okay, we're going to wait at the tailboard until we have a... A whole yeah. fucking plan ready because yeah, I've seen yeah, departments probably. like that. Yeah, um, we've seen departments like that. Mm-hmm. Um We've heard about other departments, like some big city departments, that do that and yep. yeah, houses burnt down. when mm-hmm. they're waiting for the the command officer, the command officer to, Wait, command officer to, to say, show up on you scene, do this. Yeah. <laughs> There's so <laughs>
1: many things you can be doing, like you said, like like uh, we're we're the same as you guys. So everybody they they should know the roles, getting off the truck, okay. especially if you're, if you're first truck or second truck. Mm-hmm. So. As you roll up, you see the first truck's already stretched one line or two lines, yeah. and there's no fan or tools out. Guess what we're grabbing? We're grabbing yeah. fan and tools, and we're bringing up towards the residence, cool. right? Because we know the process of the fire and our fire attack if yeah. we're going interior, so we're going to start prepping. Everyone's prepping for that. And then at that point in time, the officer should be having a quick little face-to-face with sure, the other officer sure. to confirm the game plan, pass mm-hmm. off the IC tags, and away you go. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, and that... So this, this past Thursday,
2: <coughs> we ran through the PowerPoint on our forestry. Um, and one of the big things that we were talking about was that uh, leader's intent. Mm. Yeah. So that comes all the way back. like like We've, we've been on that for, for you know, years episode now. Episode two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or episode one? Uh, I like think it was two. One or probably two, two yeah. Because yeah. yeah. one was, why are we selfish? Why we are do we do it? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, clap, classic throwback
3: yeah because episode 2 we talked about Jocko episode 3 yes, <laughs> That's yes what
2: so our guys <laughs> know like the the uh, leaders in are, you know, in you know, know, intent or commanders and tent command intent we've been calling commanders and tent yes. years and somebody
3: yeah. else changes the leaders and tent
2: yeah so <laughs> you know command intent for what we do we, we know the steps the guys know it and it actually makes our job as an officer very very easy in that moment. Now, there's many things that make it hard. <laughs> but knowing that I can look back and, like, okay, I got you three, whoever you three are. I know you, you know the steps. Even right down to, like, our rookie will know a portion of the steps. Like, he and they know that ABC needs to happen for us to, yeah. to do our job. So, and I don't want people to get confused with... You know guys doing these steps without being asked as freelancing because mm-hmm. it's not like they're they're gonna go and do something that would change the outcome of like the fire yeah. no they're gonna prep it might be hey there's multiple up- upstairs windows I'm gonna drop a couple ladders I might not go and throw them yet but I'm at least gonna get the ladder down mm-hmm. and get it ready to throw Uh, hey what this looks like these guys are getting set to go inside. I'm listening to the radio. Do you know what we need? RIT. So why don't I go grab the RIT tarp and start building RIT? And I can go as a firefighter and be like, hey, Cap, I'm going to start throwing the RIT tarp over here. Yeah, copy. I'll let you know what we need next, right? So as that plan's happening, there's so many steps along the way that our guys can do. And I mean, that comes from training. Like, we're we're drilling this stuff like crazy. Um, and we we run a ton of calls this year a ton of calls (laughs) so the repetition of it's great Mm -hmm. we talk about that fill
0: in the gap right that Mm -hmm. decentralized fill in the gap you look around you you know and you make those calls but when you're on those attack teams you're still doing that same thing constantly it's like Todd said earlier everyone has that same mindset of I need to be doing my own size ups here Mm -hmm. not just for you know this that is for the position that you're in your teammates the crew that's around you um, and one thing that was always clear for me was, you know, it's that, okay, you, you, you turn up and you look around and you go, okay, what, what are they doing? What's he doing? And this is before you spoken to an officer, you kind of, you know, by working with your crew, by coming to training, by doing those practices with those different individuals. You learn how each of them are going to react and how they're going to position themselves for different things. For sure. So, for example, when we were on that one spot there where we had that one down on uh, Station Street, Mm. um, you and Warren, front door beating the crap out of that door trying to get through. uh, And I could see you didn't have a third guy. So as soon as we came out, it was like, boom, that's where I'm going. Jay, I'm heading there. They need a third. They're entering. Great, go. So, yes, yeah, sweet attack team. <laughs> Second engine, and I'm going. <laughs> Done <Dying> move. <in. attack. laughs> <laughs> but it's that. It's seeing those. It's seeing those spots, right? Just yeah. like where can I go? What? What? What do they need right now? That's going to make the most sense and the most impact on what mm-hmm. we're trying to do.
1: Yeah, you know, the ventilation team is, is a prime example of that. So, you know, you get told, "Okay, hey, Ash, I need three guys on vent. Done. Hey." Firefighter so-and-so and so-and-so, uh, we're vent. Okay, I don't need to say, hey, I need you to set the fan here. I need you to go to the uh, the yeah. Charlie side. No, say so you're vent. You know, okay, I'm going to place the fan by the door. I'm going to get it started and get it uh, uh, blowing away from the door at a low idle. You know, we're going to take a radio and uh, some tools around to the backside. We're going to try and find a, a window or a door close to the seat of the fire. Hey, command, this is where we found it. Okay, ready to vent. Boom, Boom. done, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And as the I think every house night.
3: nowadays is vents itself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I was taking a window in fucking six years. No, but, but, <laughs> but that's, uh, but that, yeah, that's yeah.
2: the intent. <laughs> you don't need to say anything else. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. And that comes back to, like I was saying, training, yeah. you know, drilling this shit hard. Um, you don't have to hold hold hands. You don't need <coughs> that, you know, tailboard session before we go and do work, right? Yeah. It's, hey, you're on vent, copy. That's all I need to know, Right. I will let you know what we're gonna do. All yeah. right, this is the deal: um, fan on the front, front, front door, um, window on the Delta, sold. Like that's the info that you relay back, and whoever is on on comms can hear what what's happening. But IC will then you know relay that back. Uh, yeah, copy uh, Delta event check go and.
3: Yeah. I think the only time I'm more detailed with the plan over the radio is when uh, it's a. It's something that we don't normally sure. encounter, mm-hmm. like the um, VIS. Mm-hmm. Yes, that one time because it was like, oh shit, we're VIS. Like th- there's so many missing, and they're in these one of these two lower rooms probably. So I was over the radio like, hey, uh, change the plans. We're VISing, and then they're the, what? VIS? Yeah, we're VISing this, and then because the guys are actually pulling in, ready to fight the fire, because they were ready to hit the deck that was yeah. on fire and and cool down the propane tank. I said no, uh, change the plan because we we're gonna. The original plan was a two and a half inch and cool the propane and knock the fire down and then we heard that there was somebody in there so then instantly the plan changed but then it had to become more of like okay i can't just like it's not just hit the fire anymore now we mm-hmm. here's, the, here's another here's the plan more thoroughly this is now the primary mm-hmm. yeah, so um so then it turned into like one inch and a half on the cooling of the propane and then sure. and then two teams going into the doing search yep. yeah
0: and it we've spoken a lot about the the officer side of it as well here which is great the other side obviously as well is we when you're in the back of that truck you're making your own plans too right and that's where that knowing what your job is you three of you can be having or four whoever's in the back there can be having those conversations hey you're gonna grab this you're gonna grab that i'll get tools you know you can make your own plan knowing what you knowing what you need to know knowing your positions and knowing what everyone else (coughs) is going to do helps everybody just again just take your time breathe some of these situations you've got a little mm. bit more time to kind of have mm. those conversations others is going to be they're going to be close to the fire hole or you know you're, you're yeah. not going to have that time but you know whatever yeah. conversations you can have
1: yeah and that's just it so if you're if you're the firefighter in the back and you're told okay you guys are stretching stretching an inch and a half or inch to a quarter to the front door you know we've already heard you're going interior mm-hmm. immediately the two of you your partnership you know okay hey you grab the nozzle. I grab the tools. Meet you at the door. Help you start the line. You know, so you're already going through those steps and what you're doing. Yeah. And then automatically, okay, if he's got the nozzle, okay, now I know he's going to know where he's going to place himself by the door. I'm going to grab the tools, and you know, you're already going through that mindset of the next sequencing of what you're going to be doing, and then maybe waiting for that third to, to bump up, and because the three man team is ideal, for sure. Thing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you're like you said, Carl. It's it's having that quick discussion and then that mindset of preparing yourself for that task. And that's where you said, Ash, was that drilling and repetition of knowing all the functions. Yeah.
3: yeah I think back to what you were saying about the, uh, what well, you were talking about forestry mm-hmm. and you were talking about how everybody needs to be like looking around. Um, and I think that gets lost in a lot of people cause I know what we were, we were on a, a course a little while ago. Yeah. Um, and one of the critiques of another fire that, that we all were on mm-hmm. was that these these apparatus arrived and they were kind of annoyed that they weren't told where the laces were, so where the lookout was, where the anchor points, what the communications were, escape routes, and safety zones. They were annoyed at the, when they arrived that the department that they arrived to didn't have all this laid out for them, and were kind of like. That's your job. Like, it's a, that's the... That's, first of all... That's the truck's like, job. Yeah, first of all, it's like the engine boss's job. Mm-hmm. That's what you call it when you're on a wildfire. You're the engine boss. Yeah. Captain. Um But it's also everybody's job. Because you know when I'm the guy in the back, it's like my job to know... Like, uh, we, in another course we were on, uh, they were talking about laces. So the uh, so the L part of the laces is a lookup Yeah, ideally, you want a guy... You got one guy up the top of the mountain watching the fire with a friggin' Kestrel, watching the fire, wind, mm-hmm. and all that crap. But mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen until the forestry arrives or until you, like. It's the first truck. Is, the first few trucks are. That's not, not be, the first. There's nobody riders. climbing the mountain going to be like, mm, oh, the fire wind's doing this. No, there's <laughs> no one doing that. The lookout is literally the whoever's on the, boots on the ground and who's looking around. <laughs> That's your lookout. So it's usually the engine boss because he's not. He shouldn't be engaged in the fight, but mm-hmm. it's also the guy in the hose because he might see something. Oh, yeah, the fire's kicking off over there. Yeah. Um. So it's something on a structure fire. Mm-hmm. Um, you essentially could use laces in a lot of structural stuff, yeah. Um, because you do have people like you should all be looking out for each other. Do up your own yeah. laces, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's <good laughs> exactly.
2: yeah, like like Scott Scott said. So I do not say they were getting shit on, but like they kind of were. They kind of were getting shit on a bit, and like I really wanted to pull their chief aside of the of the uh, department that was shit the shit department on. that was getting shit on, and like, <laughs> like my my story was kind of the polar opposite Yeah. so like when our that truck got there that was not what happened so wait <laughs> oh, yeah, you were there yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah so like we pull in to town and it was meet at the fire hall and then get deployed so we get there and we check in and there's a couple guys there and they're like yeah you guys need to go and meet X person at X location perfect and um so I radio and we find out that our our radios don't jive so there was an issue with comms so okay so we're already checking one of the boxes you mean you just put your hands up and be like i'm done
3: i'm done or (laughs) the sea's out i'm (laughs) looking around at
2: like 14 guys in their bay and i'm like hey man give me one of your radios and like they're looking at me like uh okay yeah sure so i just took one of their their radios i'm like i'll make sure that you get this back i will use mine for like me to my crew and i will use yours for, yeah. for talking to IC. Done. Okay, so that checked off C. We we get up to the first checkpoint, and the guy's like, okay, we're going to take you to where you guys are going. So we, we got up to the next spot, so we mosey up the hill, and I got introduced to uh one of the officers that was yep. in charge of basically this this stretch of 15 homes or whatever. He was, you know, looking after this one section of the fire and he says to us he says all right, you guys are now looking after from there to there. Don't let shit burn. See ya. Right? But like Commander sold. Intent. <laughs> Commander <intent> right there. <laughs> I now have a job. It is up to me and my guys to make sure that these homes don't burn down. Okay, yep. copy. So, so these I'm, are your three
3: homes or four yeah, homes or whatever. I'm looking at You it. don't look after all 15 of them.
2: You're looking yeah, after I'm, this I'm little... looking after a couple. <laughs> right? So, what do we do? We mosey in. I think we, we we walked in first, had a look around. There was a massive safe area yeah. that we spun the truck around, and we were starting to get hose lines stretched out. And then uh, the officer comes back and he's like, ah, You know, like, I know you guys are fine, but I'd much rather see you parked at the bottom. Like, so everybody's pumping from the very bottom street right. rather than like, it was, it was, it was it, a long way. It life. was a long layup. We did not need yeah. to. And we, <laughs> I, I still stand like we didn't need to pull out. It was, uh, it was a really good safe zone. But, uh, anyway, so he basically gave us his, you know, marching orders, his intent. Yeah. And we ran with it. We knew the way out. There was a bit of a cul- cul-de-sac at the end. And, like, if shit hit the fan, that was going to be one of our safe zones, and we knew the escape route was driving down to the lake. Yeah. And no so, yeah. Like, I kind of have to give props versus, like, what they were getting, so... Uh, yeah, it, was, it a, weird. Like, they, if, these guys uh, wanted... If any of the, you <laughs> those guys are listening, thank you. You actually I, I thought you did well.
3: But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, these guys, these other guys wanted it, like, spoon-fed to them. Yeah. And but they it... wanted, they wanted like, someone to hand them, a, like, a little sheet that said, this is where everything is. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted, I don't know. They wanted like maybe a, pen, their, yeah, a like pamphlet make, before your fire. Maybe their their
2: experience was different, yeah. but the experience that, that we had was. But again, I think in in that first twenty four hour operating period in the
3: shit, like yeah. I think that's as good as you're gonna get. Yeah, well, if I mean, you right. yeah, go, I'm even I, I mean, looking like, and we're kind of off the structure fire part, but mm-hmm. even looking at when we went on deployment last year. Like, we were well, we were at the end of the deployment. Like, we were literally the last crew out because we got demoed at the end. Yeah. But even then, like, we, no one handed us, like, (laughs) again, no one gave us a pamphlet and said, here's your laces for the afternoon, boys. Because we were all over, like, we were covering, like, a 30-kilometer stretch. Right. So it was our job to always know as we're driving oh safe zone like as we drive they'd be like yeah there's a good safe zone over here there's a good safe zone over here this is actually considered like there was like three main safe zones like this yeah. is a this is a real safe zone where there was like water supply and it's massive sure okay cool but there's also safe zones everywhere else
1: right but well, that's just it like it can't be spoon fed to the trucks individually no like it's like you said like as a whole operation yes this is the operational safe zone yeah but guess what each truck is going to be doing is we're doing our own laces. We're in yeah. different areas all the time. Yeah. And each route, we're changing that. Escape mm-hmm. route, changing that lookout. and or We're our own lookout, essentially, yeah. for that point.
3: And, and I mean, the same thing as the structure fire. Like, you're going in the interior push. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no safety zone in there, but you kind of, you understand where exits are. You understand if, oh, if something goes wrong, I'm going to go over this way. I'm going to yeah. nail it this window. I'm going to yeah. do that. But there's no there's no command I see outside going. Remember, the the be- the bedroom is open for you to exit. Like you, they don't know that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's our job to know all that stuff while that we're in what, there. And that's what your team is doing as yeah. your that interior team is. You're looking. Hey, okay, I'm going through this <laughs> hallway. I know. Well, I've got my main route out that I just came in. If I'm not mm. too far in, and then okay, hey, here's a uh, probably a bedroom door. I'm pushing out that way to the window. Like these the all yeah. things we learn in training, and that's where. You have to constantly reevaluate as you're making the push.
2: I think another thing that came up on our little wildland course that relates back to uh, structure fires the PDIC or the WEEDIC? Uh, the PDIC, <laughs> or the WEEDIC, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah W-dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. um We started to chat about uh, calling for uh, mutual aid. Yeah. So people, it seems, are still very hesitant to ask for help mm-hmm. um, where we uh, are, are not. <laughs> um, there, there was a time I think uh, uh, that time has def- definitely passed as a first arriving. Uh, if, if you're going to be the officer, like I, I see where, where is this fire? How much of our resources are going to be tied up here? And what does that mean for coverage for the rest of our area? Yeah. So thinking ahead, hey, if this is a smaller room in contents that we're not gonna wrap up all of our apparatus where we can leave an engine maybe free, like our second engine can do um, uh, fire suppression as well as MBA, great. Uh, so if like second engine can be free and just be using the manpower, ah, might, might not be calling to have any sort of standby or any extra assistance mm-hmm. however like even going back i, I know it's not a structure fire but like we were all way on the edge of our area for what sounded like a big mass casualty event with crazy MVA. like there was motorcycle and a vehicle and like it sounded like a long line uh, rescue was gonna happen like i oh, mean this is nuts so i asked for Todd's Hall to come and do standby for us because we had like everybody was going out there because it sounded like it was going to be a big uh, technical Mm -hmm. rescue um we've had multiple structure fires on the outskirts of our coverage area well we've got two engines two water tenders um our rescue truck came for scba and they were writ so like like we were we were all working if literally anything else happened in town, it would have been a challenge to peel people away. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a big fan of standby. I'm a big fan of getting the department on scene working and getting us out of there for standby. Because yeah. we know our coverage area. We know our equipment. We, we, I mean, we're, just, we're better at our town yeah. than the next adjacent community. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's you guys or north or east west is it doesn't matter who's coming we know town better because it's ours we we live here so like why don't we put you guys to work yeah. come and help us and let's peel one of our guys back well. or at least free free him up mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah. i probably can talk about the same thing so when uh, the structure fire down south near the edge of the border uh, you guys had uh, last year with mm-hmm. all the roofs and void spaces yeah yeah so our guys came up for mutual aid to yeah. scene yeah. And you guys had them working. And then, sure enough, another call came in way north. Mm-hmm. And um, you guys tasked it. Was, it was Deputy Chief. It was Speedy, jumped <clears> in <throat> with our yeah. truck. Because your truck hadn't,
3: didn't have any lines off it. So yeah. it was ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, I mean, that worked out great because now you've got a local asset who yes. was,
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: knows the area and yeah. where you go. And then we had mm-hmm. a full crew.
3: Well, and you know, like back to what Ash was saying, this hall coverage crap, because <laughs> you're bringing a fresh crew to sit at your hall to be fresh at your hall. And you have guys who are just, like, still working exhausted. Yeah. But you could do easily, like you're saying, send the fresh crew to the fire and have the guys that are tired come back to the hall, take a breather, mm-hmm. refri- refill their water, re- refill their re- air. Restock the truck um, and restock yeah. themselves. <laughs> get ready. You know, I know no one wants to leave a fire, mm-hmm. but if it's... A structure fire really, the fun's over in ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's sweet. I mean and that the and the wildfire moment. is not over uh, It's gonna be over in yeah three months. anything. like Carl missed the first day of the big wildfire and you and I got after it for like three days straight. Yep. <laughs> every, every time you're with me we find something to get into. Yep. <laughs> Carl's like, I'm gonna ride with you some more often. <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's laughs> <always laughs> so the
0: uh, <clears throat> so to to kind of pull this back over to where we were, where we were there. <laughs> sure. We uh, tangent shiny rebel. Um, what
3: did you say? What? Shiny
0: rebel. Shiny Red Bull? <laughs> to come back to it, so let's let's talk a little bit about um, obviously. So now we've we've got our attack teams and the attack teams are, are going in through doors and things <coughs> like that. But there's also some applications that we can do from outside initially too. So again, as those as those attack teams are thinking about going in. Um, and we're doing those 360s, we can can have those other teams doing something else on the air.
1: Yeah, so the big thing is, we always say, is get water on the fire, right? That Mm -hmm. exterior water application. So the majority of the fires we tend to go to is there's usually something self-venting or there's some sort of access to where the fire is now just because things go up so fast. So yeah, doing that exterior water application... Gives a few things. It's resetting that fire clock. It's slowing things down. It's giving IC time to kind of finish the instant action plan, getting the teams a few moments mm-hmm. to get set up, yeah. right? Uh, get that uh, attack team ready to, to do the push, get an event team in place. You know, we're cooling. Um, and Let's make it life better for everybody in the fire. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're yeah. If there's somebody in there, by that early water application, you are definitely making that, um, uh, that survivability rate
3: Better like the old sure. days of don't put water in there because you're gonna steam kill somebody in there. It's like no, mm, that's yeah. not a thing. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, if they're, they're like, in the,
3: the if they're in the room that's on fire, yeah, you're gonna steam them, but they're also burning. Yeah, no, they want, <laughs> so sub- you're gonna yeah. steam burn. They're you're gonna get burn marks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. So that's that's the big thing I think is uh, start that. what well, we call it transitional, right? So you're yard, yard that, work, if you will. Yeah, yard work. Yeah, get and that yard, yard work there. started. Get that water on the fire. Start cooling it. And then you can start making your other pushes as, as needed, right? Sure. Yeah, because yeah, I think on
3: average, like if we can't get water in the fi- water of some sort in the fire or thunder within the first minute of us arriving, we're we're too slow. Mm. Yeah, think like we should be putting some kind of water into that into that structure. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think the big thing, uh, back to where when the duty officer first arrives or whatever, um, is knowing kind of where the fire is, is it the main floor,
1: mm-hmm. is
3: it the basement or is it in the roof line. Or yeah, and that's going to change your tactic. I we had some uh, training with, uh, with with one of the departments uh, last week in a different department. And originally, we were just going to do a, a cold start and because we thought it was more new members. And they said, "Oh no, we only have one new member." We're like, oh well, it's okay. Let's transition to transition. Let's uh, do something different but similar. And um, so we did um, we did uh, below grid with them. And the thing I was stressing them the most was like. Below grade attack is the most dangerous thing you can do. Like the old days, it used to be like, charge. Like I remember learning this in uh, in the burn building and up when we were doing, before we had our own burn building up yeah. north, they would, you know, take us into the burn building and, okay, well, the fire's in the basement, so this is the best thing to do. You're gonna charge down the stairs as fast as you can because otherwise you're gonna get burned and then you're gonna hit the bottom of the, of the thing. And as you go down, down the stairs as best you can. We're like, okay. So we go down, get roasted coming down the stairs. No exterior water gate application. We just drive straight down to the fire and hit it. And it's so freaking hot down there. We melt helmets and visors, and people are like overheating. Like, I don't think I've ever been to a basement fire where we can't see some angle of the fire. Like, whether it's yeah. we can hit it with a window through a window, we can find a basement door. Mm-hmm. Um, we can cut a hole on the side of the wall and
1: shove a piercing nozzle through. Yeah, as I was going to say, we just talked about <laughs> yeah. piercing nozzles earlier before the, the cast. And, uh, you know, some people still have cellar nozzles. We have a cellar nozzle yeah. Yeah. for that kind of stuff. There's lots of options you have for that. You know, like basically we call it now it's confinement. You're confining the fire by mm-hmm. that, that exterior water application. So some departments call it a confinement team or whatever you want to call it. But it's confining the fire to that room, hopefully. Sure. Or just cooling it and making things better, right? Mm. You know what doesn't work
2: like a, a cellar nozzle? Is a regular nozzle dangling <laughs> in into the basement. So we may have learned that. We did
1: learn that. Yeah, <laughs> you did learn did that. Really well.
2: Melted yeah. a bit. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. might have cost us
1: some pride. Not even pride. I'll never be upset about trying something. Yeah.
3: We know it won't work. Yeah. Next thing.
1: Yeah, I mm-hmm. think... That's the biggest thing that we could be kind of looking for, I think, like you're saying, Carl, is is get, get that going right away. It gives you, gives you a little bit more time to start getting everything else in place, right? Yeah.
0: So as we kind of moved a little bit there towards those basement fires, let's talk a little bit more about that and how we were doing with the, the training section and how we were running that training through. And how we would apply that now. So, obviously, there was a talk there where we were using a piercing nozzle. and We were using Mm -hmm. that through a uh, side um, window well to initially cool the fire before the attack team made entry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
3: I think the reason why you use a piercing nozzle is so you don't melt the the $1,000 nozzle. (laughs) And it also gives you, like, reach, right? Because if you... If yeah. you just shoved, if you, I mean, you could easily go through the window with your uh, regular home stream and mm-hmm. put on a fog or put it on a straight stream and maybe you might be able to find the angle. And even with our, um, <coughs> with our burn building the other night, yeah, we could have got the guys to pry open the window or not even pry open, open the window mm-hmm. and then uh, fire water through into the fire. Sure. But we wanted to kind of, first of all, we wanted them to bring their piercing nozzle because these guys have said, oh, we haven't used it in like forever. So we wanted to give them options with the piercing nozzle. And uh, it was also, in my head, I was thinking, okay, well, if this was, a like, more of a cellar, mm-hmm. not really a basement. Because basements nowadays, like in newer homes, they're, they're specifically designed so you can yeah. exit them easily, which also means we can apply water fairly easily. Mm-hmm. But some of these old houses, I'm guessing, like, the Adams family house there. Very yeah. small it, Yeah, probably had a very tiny window. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can't really stick your nozzle through. You probably can't even get an angle on it, so you have to... Probably shoved like something like a piercing nozzle in. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say, thinking back at a couple <laughs> of uh, below grade or basement fires that we had, um, the last one I was at was actually close to our hall, and same thing, like very very small, like probably eight inch windows. Yeah. And right on the ground, right gravel, right to it. Yeah. Extremely hard to try and get your angle. Like we're laying on the ground with a nozzle beside the window, trying to, try right. to keep the hose stream high, right. Yeah. And right. it's super challenging.
3: Yeah. So then I mean, the piercing nozzle gets you in there and gets you into the heat. And doesn't burn, so and you you know you can add your extenders on it, so you can get a good six foot length piercing nozzle in there, and maybe you have to cut a hole in the wall and drive it in somewhere else. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we were doing that with them. So the idea was uh, the guys would cool it first with the piercing nozzle, and then uh, the team on the uh, above grade they would they would push down. So we wanted them to understand like, hey, cool the fire first. Um, hold at the top of the stairwell. And just make sure the fire is not rolling up the stairwell because we do have to hold the fire from. Because mm-hmm. if, if, it's, if it's inside an, an interior of a structure, you don't want it to be like chimneying up and burning the rest of the structure down. You can hold that there with a with a fog pattern or even with a straight stream, but it, you know, just knocking, keeping the fire knocked back until you can make some exterior water applications and get some steam going in the basement and cool it down. And then eventually you will probably need to push down into the basement to, put, to find the seat of the fire. So that's what we were doing with them. We were cooling. We were getting one team to cool the burn uh, building, to, to the um, rollover side of the, the structure mm-hmm. that we have, and then the second team would come down, <clears throat> make the push downstairs. Um, we had them going fairly long, so we were getting them to do the bump up, um, doing the pinch points, um, making sure they were um, feeding hose properly. Yeah, I think it worked out well. And then once they were in there, um, could you put a fan up? Yeah, is the fan going to work as well? Probably not. Because it it doesn't really pressurize well going down into a basement. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. pr- it usually pressurizes the upper floor, and then the basement's
1: kind of left in like a void. Yeah. <laughs> best. I find the best um, approach for that for a below grade fire is <laughs> once you have your team down there is if you can have a vent a window to vent is mm. to start doing some hydraulic. So That's what yeah, we got, they got them to do point, yeah. right? So do the um, hydraulic. Yeah. And the big thing with the with. Uh, your team, like if you have a three man team or four or whatever, um, once you have some guys down below, if you have that other member up there in the pinch point is you got to be very careful where you're, where you're sitting, right? Because all, as soon as you start doing that water application, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's that chimney effect. All that heat comes up to you. Yeah. So you got to position yourself fairly well in a a doorway or around a corner in the hallway. That's the, that's the biggest takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So we did that with those guys. Uh, went really well, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's a lot of positive things that, uh, it sounds like they were able to take, take back with them.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, we've, we've had that uh, department here, what, three times, four, four times this four year or five now? now. Oh, this yeah. year. Yeah. Three or four. But, this year. Yeah. Um, I think it's really, really important to work with, uh, your, uh, mutual, uh, your, your mutual aid departments. Um, gets you, gets you a working with them. Um, like yeah, like we, we, Learned and met um, probably two thirds at least of their hall now. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, they kind of see what we're about. We see what they're about. Um, yeah. It was really, really good. So.
0: Yeah, once we get into those those later phases, and we, we talked a little bit about um, hydraulic ventilation, a little bit about positive pressure as well with, with the fan mm-hmm. and probably not working on, on basement attacks very well. But, um, something we can definitely touch on, I think, in maybe another episode where we talk about tactics for interior and things that we're doing for ventilation and sure. the, the options and things you should be looking at, especially sure. with door control, like you mentioned um, it earlier. It's a really, really big key thing. Um, which gets forgotten quite often. Again, like you said, you know, you you run back up, close the door. Okay, let's let's cool that off and again stop that that timer. Things like that. Those pieces of information
3: crucial. Sure. Uh, well, I think the door control thing—it's like a it's like a safety blanket for us because like you feel like a dick because these guys went in. And you're like eh, close the door on you. <laughs> yeah, these guys just went into a fire and now you're closing the door on them, like. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it feels like you're being an asshole. To them. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> super... Not because you're not, because, you know, for for years it was like, yeah, put your Halligan bar in the door, and keep the door wedged yeah, open because exactly. you got to let, let that. And, you know, we use a fan a lot. So we, our door control isn't like we, we don't want to use the door control. We want to open the door and yeah, fucking shove air in. Attack, yeah. um, mm-hmm. So it's not very often when we're actually going to be closing the door behind the guys as they go in because we're putting the fan in first and yeah. running the fan to vent it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's fairly rare we go in without a fan it's helping true. us. Yeah,
1: that's a super important job though. So if you're that guy at the door, <clears throat> whatever you're doing, if you, even if you're part of the vent team and you turn the fan and you're doing a positive pressure attack, yeah, you don't just stand there with your thumb in your ass. Now, yeah. as, as the fan guy standing back at the door, mm-hmm. get down by the door, standing in
3: the door. <laughs> that's yeah, some people do. Put mm-hmm. your
1: <laughs> put your hand on the hose. Yeah, you can help feed the hose around those pinch points. Sure you can. And then. You can feel when they're flowing water, they're not flowing water. And if they haven't flowed a lot of water for a while, you haven't heard any calms. Hey, mm-hmm. maybe there's something wrong. And B, then you know how far they're in too, if something does go south. Sure. All right? You can relay that back to IC. Hey, no, they're 50 feet in or no, they're yeah. two lengths mm-hmm. in, 100 feet, whatever, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's a super important role to be uh, having the hand on the hose. Sure is.
3: You know, I don't even advocate the door guy I can go in five six feet
1: yeah 100 percent. you just have to stand
3: on yeah, yeah
1: get it get away from that door like you said don't stand in front of <laughs> in front of the fan yeah. yeah get in get in a little bit and uh, help with that hose yeah i think uh
0: i think maybe next week we should touch on this a little bit more when it comes to that again that internal pinch points and mm-hmm. things the other pieces we discussed but for now i think that's a pretty good solid run in of uh of that approach and some mm-hmm. initial thoughts and some tactics
3: sir, Anyone yeah. else getting no I don't know. Carl's back. He gets this all organized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it <Trotie>, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, keeps us on point. Yeah. 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 Hey, Not the next. In this list. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about it now, but the next step, basically, as soon as you get the guys going inside, like we kind of touch on four is red, right? 100%. And there's a lot of roles with that choice on red early. Yeah, a lot of responsibilities for red. They should be doing mm-hmm. their own their own 360. Reporting back, having another face-to-face with safety, and uh, giving that, giving that um, that size size up to 360. Hey, look, I've got secondary means of egress. I've got uh, ladders thrown. I've got I've softened some doors here, wherever right, and then have that RIT plan ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a and lot any, of responsibilities. Absolutely, and
0: again, like you said, anytime RIT gets activated more people going in, that's more people that are going to be busy. That means we should probably get some mutual aid rolling at the same time too. For sure. Oh yeah, that's a lot
1: of people yeah. needed to rescue somebody. Yeah. yeah. Feel good? Sound good? Feels great. Great. And, <laughs> uh, let's
3: roll into the shights. Uh, Motus. Uh, I think Ash just did, uh, just posted a couple of videos to the old Instagrams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on Motus, on the, uh, some of the soft entry, uh, gear they have mm-hmm. um their biggest claim to fame though is probably the snagger tool not probably it is mm-hmm. um, so snagger tool um soft entry gear oh, hydrant wrench bags what else you we got wedges everything
1: yeah wedges pry bars <laughs> you name it yeah literally yeah.
2: everything now yeah they've really expanded um yeah soft entry force entry hydrant kit or a uh, hydrant Wrench. Yeah, and
3: they haven't quite nailed down the uh, radio straps yet. Nope. It's still uh, on the works. That was a very beta test. Yeah. Yeah. I found it in the bottom of the duty <laughs> <Yeah>. truck. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's radio strap. <laughs>
2: like in the box or? No, no like, well,
3: in, in the, not in the bottom. No, yeah. it was in the passenger side uh, <laughs> of <on> the seat. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Modus uh, DTF-F5 will give you 5% off Boom.
1: on their there. <laughs> uh, stop the bleed. So it is still May, so it is uh, Stop the Bleed Month, uh, so go to uh, bleedingcontrol.org uh, for that, uh, see if there's any instructors near your area, or it'll give you information on how to become an instructor. Uh, of course, the three major ways to control massive hemorrhaging is uh, direct pressure, uh, wound packing, and tourniquet application. So if you're making your doing your sims for training nights, uh, throw some of that stuff into your practice as well. Um, super important to carry a tourniquet on you and, and high and tight and Train with it. Make your Sims as uh, as fun <clears throat> as possible and high fidelity. Mm. Yeah. Uh,
2: Tanner Olson. Yeah, Tanner Olson, country music out of West Coast Canada. Um, yeah, check him out on. What?
3: Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I no. was like, is he? Is he not West
2: Coast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so, <he is. laughs> Carl Straight to <laughs> Nashville, <in the Astral, laughs> I guess. Or... <laughs> yeah, check him out on uh, your major streaming plat- platforms.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and then you have us. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can find us on the Facebooks, the YouTubes, the Instagrams, the TikToks. And uh, yeah, we're really trying to make a push right now for all of our real info mm-hmm. on uh, out on the Instagram. So if you do get an opportunity to go take a look at that, that would be greatly appreciated. Give it a like, give it a thumbs up, whatever it needs to be. Sure. And we'll uh talk about a of nuts there. The Witch? Todd went
3: nuts there. For her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was bored for a while. Went deep in the content. Yeah. it's good, But there's a lot of stuff there to go and take a look at because of that. So <laughs> yeah. some, some yeah, good training awesome. stuff there, right? There's stuff
3: I didn't know you had videos of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe even one or two of Scott doing a little dance. We'll see. Yeah, that, that's got to come out. Absolutely, that's got to come out. <laughs> uh, love it. Um... Yeah, also, if you wouldn't mind just taking a taking a little trip over to um, whatever platform you are listening to us on and giving us a rating there, and leave a comment if you if you can. That stuff really helps, again, that algorithm push us up a little bit further up that chain for other people to hear us and uh, for us to share that info with them and hopefully get a few more ears to this so that we can have a chat with them and learn something from them too. So, yeah. Any more for any more, gents? No. Nope. Ash? Thank you. Happy night. Scott Great Todd Thanks everybody Have a good night Thanks everyone Stay safe Stay DTFF